Welcome back, everybody, for another edition of the Club Cool Podcast. I'm your host, Barrett Dudley, coming to you live from The Lodge, brought to you by Washed Media. This week, Big Philly style, he's out. He's in the Bolivar Peninsula, probably catching some mad party waves with the fam, getting real crazy out there in the ocean. In his stead, I am joined by longtime co-worker, friend, associate, D, all of the above, it's Ross Bolin. Hello, is it Bolivar? 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 I've always said Bolivar. Bolivar? Bolivar. The Bolivia? Is it the Bolivian Peninsula? You know I don't know, Barrett. Yeah. You know I don't know. I'm not a fisherman. Bolivar? I think it's the Bolivar Peninsula. Ah, uh, it's Bolivar. Bolivar. It's yeah. like Oliver, but with a but B. With a B on it. Yeah. Phil's out there in Bolivar. Yeah, I think he's in the Bolivar Peninsula. Just so. trying to catch some carp. That's the only fish I could think of. <laughs> A carp? <laughs> I'm assuming carp is not what he went out there for. I don't think so, but, um, you know, it's a really beautiful place. Sure is. Down there. Good Ca- for Phil. California. Beautiful. John Denver's full <laughs> of shit, man. <laughs> um, if you are uninitiated, I'm sure anybody listening to Club Cool at this point knows who Ross is, but uh, Ross and I also host Oysters, Claims, and Cockles together. Um you know, previously dedicated to Game of Thrones, now covering the best in TV, film, and entertainment. And then, Ross, uh, you were actually, I looked back because I was trying to see what number episode of Club Cool this was. Yeah. Um, I, I, I didn't want to miss 100. I didn't want to miss my 100th episode. Did you miss it? No, I didn't miss it. Oh, that's good. But I'm getting close. This is like 88, 89, somewhere in there. Okay. You were the, you were the very first guest I had. On Club Cool version one, episode one. No shit. You were the guest. Look at me, man. Yeah. And I've, I've we've come full circle. I'm all the way back. How long ago does that feel like it was? I'm gonna guess two years. Yeah, it's about two years. But I mean, you could have told it, it. You could tell me five, and I would believe you. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I would have bought that too. I mean, well, I have a little. Uh, I have some things that that serve as like timestamps in my life at this at this sure, last sure. few years. Some that have milestones. Kind of, some some milestones <laughs> that have helped me sort of determine where and what things were. But yeah, but the odds are, you know, two years ago, uh, that was probably a very different version of me. Mm-hmm. In some in some cases. Yeah, I almost clicked on it. I almost went back and just like listened to it just to uh-huh. see you know how it sounded, what we were talking about. But and then I decided that that that. I decided no. I decided no, I would not do that. I don't go back and listen to uh, old Ross. I'm yeah. not trying to figure out, like, that dude probably sucked. I don't, uh, yeah. No, new Ross is where you want to be. Yeah. Uh, but just that, like, that entire, the Grand X era just feels, like, the pandemic has certainly put, like, an even bigger gap in there. Yeah. Right? Like, this this six months has felt like four years. Yes. But all of that, like, just, like, being in that office just feels like a, Another li- lifetime. a lifetime ago. Yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. It really, really does. It's uh, it's crazy, but it wasn't that long ago, and it feels like a really, really long time ago. It's, I mean, for all of us that were there toward the end, it was, uh, you know, it's pretty, like, business traumatic, mm-hmm. at least. It was mm-hmm. a fucking mess. So, yeah, it... it, it uh, God, that feels like a long time ago. It really does. Yeah. Um, well, it's great to have you back on the pod. Uh, this is your first time to the the Wash Media Studios, so it's yeah, I'm it's, stoked. It's, it's great Fucking to have cool you in here. here man. A little change of scenery for us. Absolutely, I don't get many changes of scenery these days. That's right. That's right. Um, and uh, I'm happy to have you on because the cool kids out there they've been clamoring for me to talk about Dave. Yeah, on the Club Cool podcast specifically as it relates to the style that we see on the show. Right. Phil was not, he was not watching Dave, so it was difficult to talk about with him. Why is he refusing to watch? I, you know, I don't, I, I'm not sure he's a Hulu guy. 
Ah, tell Phil he can have my damn login. Yeah, he would, he would like Dave. I feel like Dave's up his alley. I feel uh, yeah, yeah. I think eh, so. Maybe I he don't know. St- yeah, Fuck. he sh- he should get on that. It's it for anybody that has not watched Dave. You should watch it. Uh, in fact, Ross ranked it. I don't want to give too much away because it was on a Patreon episode. Well, of I already gave that part but away. You, though. you did it was give my it number away. one. Yeah, through was, halfway through twenty twenty. Halfway through twenty twenty, this is your number one show of the year. Yeah, man, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. If you don't know anything about it, um, maybe you do know about Lil Dicky, the rapper. What what are some of his like hit the few hits that he had? He did the one with Chris Sa- Brown. So he had uh, Freaky Friday with Chris Brown. Yeah, and he and then saved that money with Fetty Wap. But but Freaky Friday was the biggest one probably in terms of mainstream. Well, yeah. I don't know. The Fetty Wap one was huge too. Yeah, Th- he, those were had both a few huge. Hits. Yes, had a few hits. White guy, White, um, yeah. Jewish guy from Philly. Nickname joke uh, for his rapper moniker. Yep. And all we really knew about Little Dicky before the show, Dave. Was that he was funny and also quite talented at making, um, you know, kind of gimmicky rap songs, right? Like I didn't, I had never listened to a full album of Lil Dicky's. He's not like a rapper that I was seeking out like that. And then we watched his show for OCC, and uh, it turns out this guy's got lots of layers. He's like an onion, like Shrek. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well worth your time, and um, I I fully grasp why people wanted us to talk about why people wanted uh, the podcast to talk about the style style on the show because you know our demographic here it it probably skews pretty white sure and the style on this show is very white guy style oh yeah yeah I I have to dress like a white guy I don't have a choice (laughs) so we're gonna jump into that but first I just kind of wanted to catch up on some of uh, your goings-ons sure sure in the style and pop culture realm because I'm not sure if you know this, but the Club Cool podcast meets at the intersection of style and pop culture. I've heard. I've been told, yes. Yeah. yeah. So let's- I've uh, actually y- stood there at that you, intersection. You now in 2020, you, you as a guest on this show, I think you're our very first uh, live in the flesh influencer. You're an influencer now because you are a Zanarobe ambassador. This is true. That's I'm that, wearing some of their shorts that as is we speak. Quite, that's just- that's, Congratulations. Do you want to know how I becoming on on becoming an influencer? Oh, you know, man, it's been a (laughs) lifelong dream of mine to really become an influencer and get that tag and be able to apply it to myself. Like in in, in reality, that may be the worst word in the entire world. You know how much I hate that. Yeah, I mean, so you're not hashtagging influencer on on your social media posts? I'm not, but I will tell you how I achieved this Xanarobe ambassador status, okay? I've been a huge fan of it. First of all, I believe it's pronounced Zane Robe, and I've been saying it wrong. So you don't get that er in nope. there. No, Zane Zane Robe. It's Zane Robe. Okay. And I still don't say it that way. I say <laughs> Zane Robe anyway. Did they tell you that? Uh-huh. Were, were they like, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, we're bringing you in, but hey, FYI, it's Zane Robe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I continue to uh, to do it the wrong way. But in fairness, what it, what it basically, you, I believe you introduced me to their brand probably, I don't know, five years ago, let's say. Yeah. Yeah, they were they were at the forefront of the jogger scene. Crushed joggers. Yes. And when that became a very clear cut area that I was gonna be able to have some success in fashion right. as a tall, very skinny chicken legged motherfucker. Mm-hmm. When you introduced me to Zane Robe, I pretty much immediately fell in love with their products and I've been wearing almost nothing but their jogger pants when it's cool enough to do so here yeah. in Texas, ever since. I tagged them in probably a thousand Instagram uh, <laughs> stories before they were finally like, fine, dude, we'll send you, uh, I think it's I get $650 worth of clothing per season. Okay. 
So if you were wondering, like, what's it mean to be an ambassador? Like, it's actually not that tight. That's like four things. So, yeah. That's like three pairs of pants. But it's a nice shirts. bundle. That's a nice. It's yeah, a it's ni- a, yeah. You it's know a cool what I mean? thing to receive in the mail or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. like, um, do you, now are you getting to choose what you want from them? I or, didn't the first time or, around. Are they just they like, just what, took what sizes, sizes and then they sent me and stuff. then they sent you some stuff? Yeah, okay. all right. Yeah, I guess the stuff that they would prefer that gets showed off or like right, I don't really right. know. Yeah, the shorts I'm wearing right now are like black jean cutoff shorts, mm-hmm. which is not some shit I would have picked. And now I've sort of fallen in love with them. Yeah, so yeah. that strategy is working well for them. Yeah, but yeah, I'm a fashion influencer. That's tight. That's yeah, very, it's very tight. Big step for me. I put it in my Twitter bio and shit. Yeah. Now you, you, I feel like uh, one of the ways that this happened. You know, we both we're both sneaker guys in here. You take a lot of photos of your sneakers. <laughs> I, I do. You post them on the Grom, mm-hmm. and people were routinely asking you, much like they do influencers. For everybody asking, everybody's asking. So for everybody asking, I need to tell you about the thing that for everybody's asking about. It was the pants that you had on. What the, are these pants? Where, Where'd you get those pants? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Rarely were people like, "Where'd you get those shoes?" Because people know where know to what buy the shoes. shoes. Are, right? Yeah. But they do so again with their joggers. They do such a good job that it was like, I, yeah, I got a million people asking me where the pants were from, and that was when it became evident. Like, man, I'm selling a hell of a lot of pants for a company yes. that's not doing. I don't have anything to do with these people. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's very good. Um, it's exciting. Uh, I'm disappointed that my. That my efforts a couple years ago to to make this to manifest a similar type ambassadorship with uh, Thomas's English muffins did not pan out as successfully, and I'm I'm disappointed in that. I got to tell you, Barry, that's their loss. I think Tom. I think it's too old of a company. I think they're too. It's they're they're dinosaurs. You know, they, they don't, don't know what an influencer get, is. They don't get social media. They don't understand that I was like slanging mad muffs. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, like. <laughs> Getting everybody on that nooks and crannies, just shit. diving for muffs every single day, <laughs> trying to get as many as you could and and and, and yeah. devour them. Yeah. So, um, but uh, but I I might I may have to use this as like a source of inspiration. Like I'm going to you know focus and channel all of my energy on somebody that I want to sponsor me, and then I'm just going to tag them a thousand times. We'll see. That's how it works. Um. Okay. So moving on, we obviously mentioned sneakers. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that with Dave. But you also uh, were were in a, a a sneaker battle with another media presence from thank, Barstool. Thank you for not saying influencer again. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Means a lot. Um, yeah, Kevin Clancy, although otherwise Clancy, known as uh, AKA KFC Barstool, KFC Barstool, or Barstool KFC. I forget you, which the you did is. a sneaker battle with him. Yeah, he 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 wanted to call it a versus versus with the Z, like you know how they do. Yeah, they yeah, keep, yeah. Okay. And I was like, okay, Kevin, we can call it that. Um, but uh, just kind of out of nowhere, I guess, I tweeted one day, like, I will put my closet up, my sneaker closet up against any white guy that is not um, Adam Wexler. Okay. <laughs> and he immediately responded, like, fine, bitch. And I was like, oh, fuck. Because he has a lot more money than I do. He's been yeah. part of Barstool for 15 years or whatever. Obviously, has a lot of stock. They went, they've been bought by yep, Penn. Yep, yep. Um, a- anyway, point being, he can afford uh, to buy my entire closet probably a hundred <laughs> times over if he wanted to. And like, the fact is, I had documented every single shoe I own through like you know one of those Instagram highlights or whatever. He literally could have just clicked through and bought every one of those, and then like showed up two weeks later and been <laughs> like, "Oh yeah," but. It was highly enjoyable. It was. Uh, I'll let you ask the questions, but well, it was man, it was wild. I, I mean, j- just for, for our broader discussion here today, it, th- this is the type of shit that I'm talking about, and that we'll talk about with Dave. Like, there are plenty of white dudes out there 
many of our listeners among them, whose first entry into this is the sneakers. Into fashion? Yes. Yes. Into the fashion and style game. The that's the that's the the access point is sneakers. And so like this dude, Kevin Clancy, is not a dude that I would have ever pegged in my wildest dreams to have some massive sneaker collection. And then I saw a few of the photos and the clips, and like he, this dude's been collecting for several years, many years. He's got like Jordan ones that were popular before the Jordan one craze, right? Right. So like, so it's just kind of interesting that 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 for, even for somebody that you don't take as like a fashion dude, and I know that he's kind of like he's doing like a kind of an, in, more an in-house there. line with Barstool that's more of like their their kind of streetwear esque sure. type look. So sure. so he he's a little bit more into it and involved than than I would have given him credit for. But at the same time, he's like a you know, he's just a regular white dude that happens to have a baller sneaker collection, much like the two of us sitting here. That's the evolution though, right? Because sneakers are the easiest entry point. Yeah. Why, the, why is that? Because the price point it's it's like the easiest one to understand. Okay. Like when you and I were little kids. Yeah. And Jordan was Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan. Um that was the first two, three pairs of what are now stylish sneakers right. uh, that I ever owned, and it was at the time like I didn't I didn't know how big of a deal that was, but uh, you know I had some of the the OG Jordans that were that are now coveted, um, and it's because of the price point, how easy it is to understand. Like everybody, you, it's not that hard to pick a shoe. There's not that many brands to pick from. Nike, Adidas, Reebok. Yeah, if you're a basic person, you're not going much further than that. Where right. like you're not delving into the designer realm and buying Tom Fords and Gucci's and fucking yeah. Louis Vuitton shoes. You're sticking with Nike, these three, Adidas. four brands. Yeah. Yeah. So it's simple to understand. The price point is typically, you know, somewhere between a hundred, two hundred dollars if you're looking at nice shit. Yep. And uh it's just it's the it's the one where you have the most confidence in yourself to start, right? And when, when I'm saying like fashion and getting into fashion, what I mean is not dressing like and when finding your own sense of style, finding what it is that works for you in terms of differentiating you between the other humans in a casual setting, shit like that. Um, sneakers were the thing that sort of gave me my entryway into that, just like so many other dudes who don't know dick about how to dress because it's just an easy entry point. Like it's one that I didn't have trouble wrapping my head around yeah the, i think you made a you made a really good point about how there you don't have to go far with the research yeah a couple of big main brands and then i think another piece of it is just the gamification of it the mm-hmm. fact that like it's like a collective experience everybody tries to get the same shoes on the same day These coveted shoes and, and then it's like either a win or a loss and so much in that way it's just like video games or watching sports right. or anything like that where you you get the w or the l Yes. Right, and it's like that piece of it, and then there's money to be made afterwards. There's the reselling piece of it, so there's just like a lot of it. Go, it, it's just a cool marketplace, yeah. And it goes so much further than just like, oh, I'm going not, I'm going to look cool in this, but also there's so many different layers of it. Taking care of them, like the thing yeah. is with my people, always uh, like, why the fuck do you have so many pairs of shoes? Well, I take really, really good care of my sneak. I'm, pro- I think I'm at about fifty pairs right now. Okay, and you couldn't go through and pick which ones are from which year. Because I, I'll give a little, you know, Jason Mark, you introduced me to at one point. Mm -hmm. I clean the shit out of my shoes, dude. When I get home at the end of the day with the sneakers I had on, they get a cleaning so that they stay looking good and new. Like, 
you got to take care of your shit. Um, so that's gotten like that's another side of it. The longevity, having the collection, right? You don't really collect pants, shirts, hats necessarily. Right. It's, yeah, it's not you as collect yeah. sneakers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what was uh, when when you battled KFC? What 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 was the? Did you kind of go in order? And if so, what mm-hmm. was what were like? What ended up being the crown jewel? Of the two collections, so I kind of cheated um, <laughs> because I had like I had gotten uh, divorced very recently, a few weeks before, and it, it just long story short, when you hire a divorce attorney, you have to pay them a retainer, and with any attorney, and, and, and that retainer was quite expensive. Let me just put it that way. Well, I had quite a good attorney, so I got back about half that retainer, and what I did with that retainer money was buy myself what I call. Divorce retainer shoes. So three of my five pairs were from that batch. Okay. Um, So which is like, which is cheating. But yeah, no, we got down to like the end, and it was. I mean, he threw some like customs in there, like one of ones that I was like, well, I'm not really sure how to compete with this. This is you fucker. You had the access to like get these made and shit. I don't have that. Um, So I threw like the 2020. OG Jordans in is my number one. And the those, 85s. I won't wear those out of my house still. <laughs> Actually, the first time I wore them out of my house was for RBP on Monday because it was the first episode with my new co-host or whatever. Okay. Because, dude, well, for, they were wildly expensive. They were like yeah. $750, <laughs> which is just an irresponsible amount for a pair of basketball shoes that I literally won't wear outside of my home. But yeah. those were those were more like a gift to me and... Frankly, we had all just watched The Last Dance. Yes. And I was just like, I, I, I'm sorry, Wallet. I have to have these. They will make me feel better. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, we definitely worked from like our more normal. Like I had, the, you know, those blazers I have with the red flower yep. on the back of yes. them. Like that was one of my first pairs I showed. Okay. Some of the more like they're tight, but they're not like rare or right. psycho expensive. Yep. And then we worked our way towards the more insane shit. Uh, those, are, those are still the ones I'm most proud of, though. Yeah. Like just in terms of. They are they, they are very very sick. So I, it's a good choice as as kind of the highlight there. Um, I know a lot of our listeners, man. They are they are they are getting into Jordans mm-hmm. post Last Dance. Yeah, it and really fucked wor- us all it's up. It's the worst time. It's the worst time you could possibly decide to say, "Hey, I'm going to get in on Jays," because especially the Air Jordan One, which we talk about with you know relative frequency. It's such a lifestyle piece. It's so easy to wear. It doesn't look too basketball heavy. It goes right. with everything. And so there's a million colorways. Yeah, and I feel bad because like people hit me up like, "Hey, I'm looking for J1s. How do I wear them? Which one should I get?" And they're all so inflated right now. The prices yeah. like even like the shit that nobody wanted a year ago is now reselling for like 350. People and are just seeing what they can get. Yeah, and it's very so it's just the sellers, I mean. It will I promise you it will cool down. Eventually, the, the, yes, the, it will. The, it will cool down. Everybody is riding this like last dance pandemic craze, and I, this this is a weird thing. A- at the beginning of lockdown quarantine, yeah, I thought that I was gonna that that was going to like make me chill out on the consumerism, consumer purchases, yeah. But it really it has not. In fact, it may have done the opposite. Mm-hmm. It's like because now. With all this extra energy, like the energy that you used to have, like going to see a movie, going to dinner with friends. And the money from that. Like having that, like going to happy hour, being at work all day, like like all of these things that used to kind of consume time and brain and power money. and money. Yeah. Now you're just like, well, I'm home all day. Wonder what I should do. Maybe I should log on to StockX and like throw a few bids around or like check out what's new at Mr. Porter or like 
you know, there's so many, there's, I feel like now it's just, and it's enhancing like the, the whole collection aspect of it. Yes. Now it's just like, it's, it's centering on the hobbyism of it rather than the like, I'm going to wear this. Well, cause we don't have anywhere to go, frankly. <laughs> it's like the irony of it is that, okay. So yeah. same with me. Um, of course, uh, for different reasons, I have I have not been able to really lean into it, but I've seen other people leaning into it for that reason, because you're not going and doing all the things you used to do and spending money on all the things you used to spend money on. So not only do you have extra time, you have extra money, and it almost feels like prep for when right, we are right. back to normal, like, <laughs> I'm coming out of this with a shit ton of tight sneakers. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's, of course, the element of it that, like, dude, having things delivered to your house, like having a box show up, dude. and this is something I learned from you uh, and my mom, frankly, is uh is tight. You get a little endorphin out of that. And right now, like we don't have a whole bunch of you visitors. Do. We don't yeah. have a whole bunch of social stuff. So like the box showing up at your house might be the the, the highlight of your fucking week if you ordered an, a pair of shoes or whatever. So there's that element to it too. Absolutely. And I don't think you could have uh just inadvertently launched into a better segue than that. Such a pro. To talk about today's Club Cool sponsor. It's Bespoke Post. Oh yeah. And look, if your mailbox is anything like ours, 90% of the time, you're not getting some badass pair of sneakers, so it's a fairly depressing place. It's just political flyers, bills, unholy amounts of coupons that you don't need and that divorce you never attorneys. use. Divorce attorney papers. You might be getting served. Who knows? Just don't even mess with it. But <laughs> at least once a month, at least once a month, there is a big time reason to be stoked about what's what's waiting out there on the porch bespoke and that's post. because of box of awesome from bespoke post um I, i've had a couple of boxes roll in I've, I've done the shine one and got a badass pair of sunglasses uh I also did a, done I, that one i did a cocktail kit where i got a little bit of simple syrup and some nice some nice glasses oh, I, yeah. I posted on the gram when i made those cocktails and i'm just looking at boxes right now we talk about coffee on this podcast all the time there's a there's a box called Concentrate right now where you're going to get a cold brew filter plus like some coffee bitters plus like a concrete bean tray. No shit. Like that thing looks awesome and it's 100 degrees outside. You don't want to be drinking hot coffee. You need to step it up to the cold brew game. What else is there? There's a brew if you want to make your own beer. That's a great hobby with your with with all your extra quarantine time. So many great boxes to choose from. You got to go check it out. Here's what you're going to do. Go to boxofawesome.com, enter the code CLUBCOOL at checkout for 20% off of your first box. To get started, they'll have you take a quiz. Your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. But Super it's very, quick. Very easy to change and, and just go right in and select exactly the box you want as well. There's new boxes every month. There's a ton of different categories, as you just heard me explain. There's everything from sunglasses to coffee to beer to fashion to cocktails. Knives. Everything. Knives. Outdoor stuff. Outdoor stuff, yeah. Literally. I mean, such a wide range. It's awesome. It's a lot of fun. It's free to sign up. You can skip a month or cancel anytime. Each box costs only $45, but is guaranteed to have over $70 worth of gear inside. Ooh. Yeah. So once again, get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code CLUBCOOL for 20% off your first box. Go check out Bespoke Post and boxofawesome.com. Do it. All right, Ross, um, let's jump in here to Dave. Dave. Tell me this. When you were watching Dave, were you were you aware that there were some like good style moments happening? 
or some interesting ones at the very least. Uh, oh yeah, especially when he starts rocking like the the two piece uh, shorts and button down shirt combos that match and yes. shit. What are those? So, what are those called? By the way, I would just call it a set. Okay, it's, like a, it's like a matching set. Yeah, you've got one pulled up and on the I, screen got, here, so we can look at it. Right when he, th- this is an early episode. He's going to do uh, <laughs> one of his first live shows. <laughs> is it a funeral? So yeah, is it's, it a, a funeral? it's a memorial for, for a, a dead for kid, a, for a dead kid, a yeah. child, a, do- a dead child. He shows up in um in a wild print matching like camp collar shirt and shorts. This one's actually from Scotch and Soda. If you're uh, if you're interested, and this is one of the first moments. <laughs> When it becomes apparent that like Dave is interested in looking cool, yes, even if he does not totally pull everything off perfectly, right? Because like his look is his look is such <laughs> with his like kind of crazy curls and his bit and his beard, he's unkempt. He's almost. Un- he's a little unkempt, and mm-hmm. so w- watching him pull up in something like this is just it's kind of eye opening, and you you can tell that he's doing something. And it's, it's, this is one of the first steps that many of us take is like, you know, you go from dressing the way you did your whole life to trying to figure out what your individual sense of style is going to be. Yeah. So you take some kind of wild swings at stuff in an effort to try to figure that out. And, uh, I think Dave gets mocked almost immediately with this (laughs) outfit and that sort of helps you shape what works and what doesn't almost, right? Like, yeah. And I, I would say in, in terms of finding your, your fashion sense, that's one of the things that, that took me a while. Like, you have to try a bunch of different shit before you figure out what you're comfortable. Before I found the joggers that worked for me, like, there was a point where you and I, when I first moved to Austin, you took me to the uh, to Barney's. To jean shop. To teach me how to buy designer jeans. Because yeah. <laughs> I had never bought designer jeans before. I had no idea how to buy designer jeans or what jeans were good or bad or whatever. So that was, like, the first step I took, right? And then somewhere along the way, I was like... My legs are not great for jeans um, <laughs> just because I have some of the most chickeny chicken legs in the world. So there was like there was a way to further capitalize on that when joggers came out. Anyway, point being, yeah, you sort of take these swings and steps and some stuff works and some stuff doesn't. And, and Dave at the beginning of Dave is most certainly taking wild swings. Yeah. So I, I've pulled up an article on Medium here is written by Leah Roth. Uh, and it's titled, I Can't Stop Thinking About the Fashion on Dave. <laughs> and it, she really sums kind of like, the the reason that I talk about Dave being kind of classic white guy style is because of, of he, she, she puts it really nicely right here. She oh, says, wow. Dave has a lot of interesting style choices throughout the season that range from borderline scumcore frat bro to sophisticated androgynous businessman. That and is that- such a specific... <laughs> what. What is scumcore? So uh, what she's talking about there is are some of are another co- of the earlier looks that I noticed. So Dave goes in on some hoodies. Uh, he likes what I noticed when I was pulling pictures uh, for today's episode is that Dave wears a lot of pink and purple. Mm-hmm. I don't know the significance of that, but he definitely that was definitely a choice. He wears a lot of per- uh, he wears a lot of pinks, a lot of kind of peaches, a lot of purples. But some of these are, now is that to go with his his skin tone? I don't because he's, he's just a very pale. He's dude. He's a pale dude, so that really, I mean, some of that, some of those colors wash play him, a, wash him out. They play against him, and some, they the play pink especially, him. yeah. But so uh, here we've got a, a a picture. He's at the doctor's office. He's wearing just a regular pink long sleeve tee, some sweat, some sweats and joggers, 
and some blue and orange Air Max 93s. Those are sick. And th- this is one of the first things where I was like, okay, see, so Dave cares about style because he's got cool sneakers. Yeah. He's also pictured throughout in the uh, Have a Nike Day Air Max 1s. Oh, God, yeah. These teal and purple uh, and black Air Maxes. Are those, like, very expensive? No, not crazy. I might have to try to get those. <laughs> this podcast is a problem for um, me. But, but the top, the clothes themselves are very low-key, right? There, there's not a ton athleisure of- Athleisure almost. A, yeah, athleisure that isn't directional. And by that, I mean, like, it, it's not a bunch of designer stuff that he has curated. Right. It's just, like, regular stuff that you'd have in your closet. Or when he's in, um, when he's hanging out at home, he's in the t-shirt that says, watch me whip. <laughs> With the fucking giant dude like whipping a, on it. This is just like a bad t-shirt, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and so he kind of waffles between like the stuff that he just already had, which is kind of like the, you know, the scumcore frat bro type stuff as, as Leah Roth put it. Yes. And then the cooler stuff, like the sneakers that he has, and he slowly kind of like starts showing out in cooler items. I looked up scumcore. Scumcore. It says a person of, this is Urban Dictionary, of course. A person of which is as pathetic, lame, crap, etc., as scum, and <laughs> and is low with ethics and morals, meaning they are low scum, leading to the core of the earth's core, the lowest place on earth. Therefore, naming them the lowest of scum. Jesus, is this on Urban Dictionary? Yes, much like the fabled quote "scum of the ocean bay." End quote. And then here's the example in a sentence: God, that guy Tom is total scum core. I'm 99.9% sure this is not a good definition and somebody needs to update this within Urban Dictionary. Did you just add that part or is that what it says? Uh, literally it says, no, I, I'm saying at the end, this is a terrible okay, definition. Yes, yes. They didn't yeah. write that it was a terrible de- no, definition. No, I'm, I'm judging it to be terrible. Yeah. Scumcore. I think it, it, it reminds me of kind of like. It's a, a musical genre apparently too. It, well, it kind of is giving me the vibes of like a summer or two ago when like guys like Justin Bieber were just looking sleazy as hell on purpose. Yeah, the sleaze. Jonah core. Hill. Jonah Hill. Yeah, Scum, didn't work scummy, for Jonah by the way. Beards and mustaches and like shaggy long hair and like Bieber's still doing this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, but but that's kind of he goes from like the kind of you know run of the mill generic hoodies and tees. Mm-hmm. And then when he uh, then when he tries like for a show, that's when he's like moving into like the wilder choices, like the matching sets. Um, this is a picture of him wearing a cabana shirt from a brand called Tumbelo, which is not one that I was familiar with until uh, some of our listeners here at Club Cool made me aware of it. But that's another if if you're looking for a little little Dicky style, little Dave style Tumbelo. Uh, Blake There's Griffin, a giant tiger on Blake it. Griffin was just featured in in one of the jersey toweling, uh, kind of cabana shirts from there no as shit. well. So this is kind of like is an, this a vibe I need to hop on? It might be. It might be. I can't do collars anymore. Mm. I don't know why. Yeah. Nope. I can't. I've, it's like I. You you would I you would you should be interested though. You should I at least am give very... it a look because the 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 material like I'm saying is basically like robe material. Oh, dude. oh my god. And I Come and on. I know that you're a robe guy. I am a huge robe guy. It's true. Um, hey, let me ask you a question. Yeah, boy. yes. You know how Dave in, in, in the show, there are clearly like several different phases of him like you just pointed to. Chilling, doing a show, and then like date Dave or business Dave when he's rocking like these turtlenecks and yes, shit. Yes, which we're definitely going to talk about. Do you have a few for you? Like, 
are there a few iterations or whatever? Are there a few segments of your style that you that you pull for different things? Because mine at this point, just based on my job and my fucking life, like I'm, I'm I don't really switch it up much, man. I'm I'm the same every day. Yeah. So in terms a, of style, as a I, look, a lot of guys, and I know this just from like hanging out on internet places for for this type of stuff like right. style forum or i just joined a discord for the brand uh i'm a leon door just to like you know it's just a community of of people that fucking talking style dig the brand talking style right so a lot of people will get into one look or one brand and then that's what they choose to focus on and develop for a while until they kind of like move on to the next thing uh-huh i'm such like a it's such like a like a like a hobby and a passion for me. I'm so interested in every facet of it that I find that yes, I do have like I just want it all. Right. Okay. So so yeah, there are a lot of times where I feel very like athleisure heavy with like the kind of elastic waist shorts and like Jordans on and a boxy t-shirt. And then other times I really want to look like the whole like Japanese Americana thing with like mm-hmm. baggy jeans and boots and like you know, workwear, military inspired stuff. Sure, sure. So yeah, and then on, on other on other times, I want to be like the the Saint Laurent rocker dude in like flannels and ripped up jeans. So yes, I have a very hard time narrowing my style into like a cohesive look that I stick to. I think that's good for though. long durations of time. Like, because that's where I struggle. Yeah, is get like I mean, I have nailed in my opinion my one version of what i do yeah but I, there's nothing that forces me to go outside of that box ever right in, until you and i get to have a conversation like this and now i'm gonna go try to find one of these fucking robe shirts with a collar <laughs> on and a giant tiger but um it's essentially like every four years when you and i get to have a talk about fashion where i'm like oh i just found my next step yeah and then i go but for for, for me pretty much unless there's a special event and especially in 2020 I never have a day that feels like, ah, today I'm going to do something special with this. Yeah. It's, it's the same, and and maybe that's why I feel suddenly the draw to go purchase one of these new things and try some new shit. Yeah. Back to what we spoke to earlier, because it's like, got some extra time on my hands. Well, 2020 and then Texas summer in general is, is just all very limiting. Yeah. Like, once the summer rolls around, it is- You can't wear pants. It, you can't wear pants, and you- Definitely can't layer anything on top. Hell no. So it's pretty much shorts and tees. Unless some, you want to die. In some form or fashion. And, and and we're choosing comfort and coolness over over anything that like might look tight. We've been here long enough to know exactly. what to do. Yeah. Yeah. So um that that definitely it's it's a tough time to like really like branch out and try newer stuff. Which is funny. Now that's even especially it's especially tough because we're not going anywhere. Back in the day when I hadn't really, tr- I hadn't started trying yet, let's say that, uh, and you would always talk about like, you couldn't wait for winter mm-hmm. to layer up and to be yeah. able to wear pants. And I was to just really like, start dressing. what the fuck is wrong with you? Why the <laughs> fuck would you root for winter? Like summer rules, like just put on some shorts and some sandals, bro. Yeah, what the yeah. fuck? Um, now being a little bit older and having some, some a good winter wear selection in my closet with some cool jackets and, and all those joggers we spoke to earlier. Yeah. You can't wear any of that stuff in July and August in Texas. You just, I mean, you can, but you will literally pass out and die. (laughs) So I finally get it. Like, now I understand why all you Texas fashion boys want winter, fall, cold weather, at the very least cool weather below 80 degrees, 
so that you can layer up a little bit, get some more style choices and options going and shit. I finally understand. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, let's talk about Dave's business attire because he definitely <laughs> goes into business Dave. He does. And is this comical or serious? I cannot tell. So it's very serious, but it is funny because- Because it's ridiculous. Because it's ridiculous. So Who has a purple turtleneck? When when you you know when you start taking professional meetings, uh, you know for bull and media type stuff, uh-huh. is this what you're going to go with? Are you gonna are you gonna ball out in some mauve uh, suits and purple turtlenecks? I, I mean, I guess if I get to a point where I could afford to to just like totally make people uncomfortable <laughs> with my outfit choices, honestly, that that might be a direction. I can now I'll never be a turtleneck guy. Uh, which is why I always like in these scenes where he's got these outrageous outfits on, it's not like, look, frankly, he sort of pulls them all off. He does. Yeah. But they're also funny because they're like we said, outrageous. I I just also the business persona he takes on when he's talking to people is the funniest (laughs) to do. The show is so good. Go watch Dave if you haven't, but no, I don't think I can pull that off. Yeah. Now look, I talked about the pinks and the purples, which are obviously a choice that I didn't really notice until today because you lined up all the pictures yeah but you start you this is this is a pretty easy look to pull off if you just make these colors normal mm-hmm. which again if you just don't know why he goes with these colors you know gray suit with a black turtleneck very easy very stylish very timeless very kind of 70s um you know yeah it Lothario has 70s vibes to it but the like. but the, the the t-neck and then especially with these kind of like bright colors yeah he's very he looks like 70s Mm, porn star maybe yeah 70s porn vibes for sure dude at the very least like you know the first two minutes of a porn before they get naked like this that's what everything about his look and he definitely leaned into that because of his unkempt hair and beard situation it sort of plays with everything maybe he's producing the porno rather than being in it perhaps well definitely his persona that he adapts during his business meetings would come off as porno producer rather than actor yeah yeah, um, this is a so this is probably his biggest his biggest flex of the year. We're looking at a at a still from the episode where they go shopping. Okay, and they buy the wooden shirt for their um, for the small child that they're it's taking trippy care of. Red's trippy like Red's nephew. nephew. Yeah, 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 I think so. <laughs> um, <laughs> trippy Red is a rapper, by the way. They are uh, so here. He is wearing a a fleece quarter zip type thing except for it's a button not a zip mm-hmm. big crochet squares across it this kind of falls into more of that this this uh is by a brand called story manufacturing and it very much falls into this whole like kind of like japanese produced or influenced version of like handmade americana type stuff uh-huh. and so it, it, it was yeah, i this stood out to me when he wore it because it was it was to- it was totally different than anything else he pulled pulled off, pulled off, um, you know. And so it it it's a good example of bringing even if you have a really you know basic wardrobe, sure, you can still bring in something like this that's a little flashy, that's a little flashy, and just pair it but, with the, but, but the, with being subtle still, yeah, with and pair it with the normal stuff that you already own. He's got a t shirt on underneath because he's just know? got a you know a solid color t shirt on underneath it, um. See, now I want to have that, whatever the fuck that is. Now I have to go look for that after this and, and buy uh, it. <laughs> and then we got to talk about Mike because oh, Mike. Mike embodies a different type of white guy style. He does. Mike is a Mike is in a white collar job before he starts managing Lil Dicky. Yeah. He comes home. We see him in business casual or suits. Yeah. Button ups, 
slacks, trousers, maybe a sport coat or a suit jacket. And then everybody knows this dude because Mike, outside of his buttoned up workplace look, is a fish listening, grateful dead, hippie stoner that goes home and throws on his massive tie-dye online ceramics tees and is like has is completely transformed. Yeah, I just hired one of these guys. This is this is the dude who's like this is he very clearly has workday Mike and weekend Mike. Yes. <laughs> and weekend Mike is nothing like workday Mike. Yeah. Uh so I, I thought it was really funny the, the choices that they made, always showing him he's always in these tie-dye tees from online ceramics um when he is at home grilling out yelling at dave or uh getting high with gata and listening to fish dude this is one of the things that i love about what this progression during our the during the last like 15 years or so though where like it was almost like t-shirts were bummy mm-hmm. when we were little kids like like you couldn't really rock t-shirts as an adult outside the home really almost unless you were like yes. There was very much a stigma that you needed to have like a collar on to do anything public, nice sort of. or public, or, yeah, or yeah, even close to formal, right? Or to be respectable, maybe, like yeah. you know what I mean. You didn't catch like businessmen rocking fish fucking tees on the weekend, no. to my knowledge, or at least that's not what it felt like in like the nineties. Um, that's sort of become normalized totally. through the whole athleisure and more casual fashion movement that yes. we've embraced over the past ten years or so. And that that brings me as a as a massive t shirt guy a lot of pleasure and uh, I appreciate that. Yes. Whoever made that decision, thank no, you. No, you and and you nailed like the 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 kind of h- how that came to be. It's basically like with the rise of athleisure, with the kind of the the smashing together of high fashion with streetwear, where those two things it's kind of like a, a bootstrap paradox almost. Like which one was influencing oh, which? Yeah. Which uh, just also bring, the rise of tech to bring it all the way to dark tech, which made things very casual yeah in the workplace yeah now now, i mean 75 percent of the time even like out to dinner i'm probably in some i'm probably in a t-shirt barrett i haven't put on i'm not joking a button down or a collared shirt definitely not in 2020 um (laughs) and i I'm, i'm i'm telling you man it's been like it's been at least a year were it not for like the camp collar type things uh-huh. like you know like this thing right here the the scotch and soda crazy print that he wears with the almost shorts. it's almost like a hawaiian shirt yeah, yeah right it's 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 hawaiian and it's in its nature or a, a, like an aloha shirt uh-huh. um if it weren't for these i probably wouldn't have bought a button down in the last two years like this it's the one it's the one collared item that will that will get you to that i'm still like you know that i still occasionally shop around for or look into yeah right? yeah so it's it, it is very interesting to, to see how that has uh, you know, transpired. Transpired, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so yeah, just all around, and and really the entire show, man. It, all of the characters from uh, from what was her name? Uh, was it Allie? The, the Allie who had who had good like weekend style when she was off from being a teacher. Um, Els and Emma both had really had really like kind of cool LA streetwear style and everybody brings a different flair each character. Yeah. So it, it it really the wardrobe and production design and like they did a really nice job of kind of creating that LA environment authentically and too. It's authentic, not none of it yes. feels forced. You can tell all these people are very familiar with what they're wearing and shit, yeah. yeah. And giving you that extra character layer. Mhm. 
by what these people are wearing. Yeah, no, most definitely. Um, maybe more than any show I can I can think of in recent memory, because most television shows that we've been watching for like OCC, for example, like Dark. Nobody's making tight fashion choices because they're not, well, except when they bounce back to like the 80s for a little bit here and there. Yeah. Because they don't want to distract from the story, right? Well, this stuff plays a huge part in the character development in the story of Dave. And like, <laughs> she wearing a Tom Brady jersey? She um, is, yes, yes, God yes. damn, this fool crushes that outfit. What is this? This so this is we're we're now on to his uh, going to Justin Bieber's party outfit. Right, he's at the Biebs. where he has to show out, and so he goes with full on a gold sequined uh, dinner jacket. <laughs> where do you even find such I a don't know. such a jacket? Rolled up, partially rolled up sleeves, gold sequined dinner jacket. Yeah, and his girlfriend has on a Tom Brady jersey. Uh, and I'd be remiss if we didn't even mention uh, Benny Blanco. Oh my God! Who is just like in? We talk about the matching sets. He is in the god the, of the that. most baller one with like that full on Chanel or whatever it is. Wrap me in bacon, <laughs> throw me on the grill, splatter me with a thing of butter. Like, dude, that guy. Did you ever watch the outtakes? We posted it on OCC. There's like an outtakes video from basically they let him ad lib all that. All that. Okay. So it's just him trying it again and again and again and again, and like nobody can nobody can keep from breaking like he keeps laughing it probably took a hundred tries it's like fucking unbelievable this guy you and i joked about like we had legitimately no idea that benny blanco looked like benny blanco does and then i mean dude him standing next to like a six foot six runway model with him (laughs) like with his head resting on her breasts and he's wearing a two-piece fucking insane like velour yeah yeah. whatever that is and then some slippers like he may be one of my top five favorite people on the planet now, and I know almost nothing about him. Yeah, he he was a he was such a scene stealer on this show. Yes, and uh, you know, just like as we're talking about it as it relates to the clothing, what what if you want to draw the difference? If you want to draw the line in the sand, he has the style that Little Dicky like could eventually graduate towards, or Dave could graduate to, because it's like. The your cup runneth over with the with the cashola. At oh that yeah, point. yeah. What, what do you say? He's like a hundred number one billboards or yeah. something like that. And so instead of like you know buying the scotch and soda set on sale online, right. you're just walking into Chanel and being like, I'll take that one. And so it's it's the Benny Blanco's it, hit that point. Yeah, it's 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 the same evolution, but you just have more money than you know what to do with. Uh yeah. Here's, I, here's the Chanel shirt, man, uh, and the set right here. The things I would. <laughs> The caption, the things I would do, just Google if you're listening, Google Benny Blanco Dave and look at his freaking outfits in this, in the, just the few scenes that he's in. I mean, it, it's like, it's like, I don't know what I would, again, 2020 screws me up because I don't know what I would, where I would wear something like this. I guess to dinner. Yeah. But then everyone in the restaurants looking at me like, "What's this fucking guy's deal?" You just show you just but that's you the just goal. go and you bought yeah that it is that is that is a look at me outfit if there ever was one. <laughs> and as he says so many times, "Suck me!" Like yeah, that's this dude, unbelievable. I I I hope one day I can pull off that level of confidence looking that ridiculous. That's yes. my goal. Yes, uh, I think that's something that we can that we can all aspire to. Indeed. Um. Any final closing comments here on on our man Dave Dave Bird Dave Berg What is his Dave real Bird. name? Yeah, Dave Bird. Dave um, Bird. Dave when, Bird. What does he sign on that kid's cast? Oh, he just draws a dick, right? When the kid with a broken arm comes up to him and asks him to sign I the cast. So. Yeah. Look, not often do I watch shows 
where every single scene and, and the character, you know, Dave in particular in this one, but also some of his homies that hang around and Benny and all the other dudes. And, and not often do I find myself repeatedly like the characters wearing things that catch my eye mm-hmm. and make me want to find out where those items are from or where I can find something similar. And it was one of the things that, that like you said, it was just a, a, a large layer of Dave. Yeah. A big layer of this show was the fact that this dude, he was pulling off outfits that I I could pull off now. Yes. And ones that I would very much enjoy to pull off now. Yes. And then outrageous iterations of other shit that he was trying that, like, I'd be down to try one day. We're just, like, sort of in the same lane there. Right. And yeah, uh, this was a guy that you, the character, I'm sure, I, I was reminded of you in a lot of instances. Oh, absolutely, I'm sure man. That he, like he felt relative to you. Yeah, especially the stuff about his deformed penis. It was really uh, no. <laughs> that was yeah. That's what. That's specifically what I'm talking about. Literally yeah. everything else about him. Um, there was so many things that I related to, and that I that I yeah. This show was like it hit on a personal level too, just from like a creative side of things, and like right. uh, yeah. And how he, you know, have to put yourself out there to do his job or whatever, and the different elements that he has to sort of grapple with racially and shit like that. No, a lot of it was very relative to me in my personal life. And uh, again, there's a reason I, I love this. I, I've spoken so highly of it as one of my favorite things through the first half of 2020. And the fashion played a big part in that. The the fact that they were so authentic and went the direction they did with the fashion on this show. Is I'd say like thirty percent of what made it so good. Uh, this was we've got one more frame up here to to talk about is the uh, when he finally sits down with the Breakfast Club and Charlemagne, right? yeah, Charlemagne to God, is yeah, that, yeah. Uh, he go he he sticks with his turtleneck, but throws on a vintage. 49ers like starter jacket. <laughs> like San Francisco over it. 49ers starter jacket. Um, he I don't is he from the Bay Area? I can't remember. I can look that but up. Quickly. Th- but this is a this is another cool look um that we've you know I, I know every time that like Travis Scott drops a new video and has some baller ass Houston sports memorabilia or merch or merch that he's wearing, we're desperate to find it. Yeah, um, and it, it, it makes it impossible. This bastard, Travis Scott. Yeah, stop he, it, dude! Yeah. You're killing me. Well, and 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 I just and and I love this stuff. I love all of this retro gear. But if you are like the New York and the LA teams, get all the best. Get all. Get the majority of it. And He's so a Philly guy. Philly. 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 He was born that's in. Right. Uh, that's right. In. Uh, Cheltenham Township. I said that at the beginning. At the beginning, that he's a Jewish dude from Philly. Yeah, North border of Philly. 76ers and Eagles stuff as well. So, um, yeah, I guess the 49ers jacket is kind of out of nowhere. But yeah, man. So, uh, just speaking of the sports team stuff, just make makes me think. Um, a brand that I mentioned earlier, I'm a Leon Dor. They just dropped. They're a New York brand that has always done Yankees hats. And so today they dropped the first other team that they've ever done, which is the which is Dodgers. And uh, I'm so desperate for a dope brand to come out with some Astro stuff. Like yeah, this. I would note that the two teams you just mentioned, both the Yankees and the Dodgers, there uh, are mortal en- enemies. Well, now. we defeated them, and I don't know if you guys remember this. In 2017, uh, the Astros beat both of those teams and the Boston Red Sox before winning the World Series. That's right, they did do that. Um, that is uh, in the history. Y'all remember books. that? Y'all I remember do. that? I do. You can Google it if you don't remember. Yeah, but no, I was like, I was, you know, that's that's the thing. I like, I would consider because these hats are so tight, one of them. But then it's the Yankees and the Dodgers, and I can't support either of those those organizations. But you don't any, feel any like longer. this is just a Mitchell and Ness rip? Look at the side script and shit. Like, well, this one's done really not a, yeah. good, not a good example, but like, 
Uh, no, okay, I get it, though. The hats can have very subtle design changes that make a massive difference on head and with look. This is uh, another another version is the uh, Kill the Hype brand, which started doing all the upside-down logos. Yeah, yeah, And I saw okay. Tristan Thompson uh, wearing wearing the only version of this I've ever seen that was a flipped Astros logo, and it was so tight with the upside-down H, and I can't find it anywhere. That exists? Um, That's a I, thing? I thought it existed, but... Sweet Lord. Uh, you know, so... Yeah, man, where's where's the Houston where's the Houston people at like making tight merch? That's a good question. By the way, this just coming on this show is going to uh, what wedding on this show is going to cost me like a thousand dollars. Like this is going to cost me a thousand dollars. I have lost money being here today because I'm going to go home and now try to purchase an upside down Astros hat. It's it's fucking like a turtleneck of some kind. This is coming on Club Cool podcast is a lot like going sneaker shopping with Joe LaPuma yes. complex. Where you go, you go to Stadium Goods or Flight Club or whichever one they're shopping at, and he's like, "Okay," he interviews you, and then he's like, "You ready to buy some shoes?" And then you're forced into spending twenty thousand dollars on like ten pairs of sneakers. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's my nightmare. Yeah, it's, actually, it's very, it's very, very similar. Seriously, I've had night terrors about that. Yeah. <laughs> Please buy our uh, way, way overpriced stuff. That's like double the price of the regular resale. Size. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, it is really insane, but I guess almost everybody that goes on there can can afford it. So. You know, it's the price of uh, not us, buddy. It's the price of the exposure, not us. Well, that's why we haven't been invited to go sneaker shopping with Complex's Joe Lapuma yet. Yeah, as far as I've gotten is uh, doing a versus with a barstool guy. There you go. I mean, hey, that's a step closer than I am. So you're you're only like seven more stepping stones away from it. I think it feels like a good twenty six years though. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Ross, uh, thank you for for joining. Me Man, thanks for having me on. Today. Yeah. Where um, where can our listeners go go see and hear more from you? On social media everywhere, I'm at WR Bolin. Um, you know, the thing I'd like to promote would be my Twitch. I play a shit ton of video games on Twitch at twitch.tv slash boss which is just my name with the B and the R reversed. And you can catch me live there several nights a week. Uh, we have a lot of fun. If you're ever bored at night or you're having mental health issues during these uh, trying times, we talk a lot about depression, anxiety, panic disorder, and all that good shit. Really, it's just a community of people to where if you're stuck in your damn crib by yourself every night like I've been for seven freaking months, Twitch is awesome because you don't feel so alone. And there's video, and you can see me, and we're talking. You can throw questions in the chat and shit. So twitch.tv slash boss Come through. Check it out as we play Warzone. And I throw on, like, Grand Theft Auto on occasion, which, by the way, Barrett, it is so wildly inappropriate and hilarious. <laughs> like, I played Mission 1 of that game of GTA 5 live on Twitch uh -huh. and several times had to be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Just because, like, the racial aspects of it and everything right now play so poorly yeah. at the beginning. Now, when you get, by the time you've started to get into the game, you realize they make fun of everyone and make everyone look bad. But at the front of GTA 5, you're just like, oh, God. When you're on Twitch... Uh-huh. Am I hearing the sounds of the video game? You're hearing or both. can I hear music too? Um, so I typically, I, I keep in mind, I'm a mess. So I blare music a lot of the time, and you can also hear the video game and me speaking. But in a perfect world, there's no music and you hear the video game. So like Grand Theft Auto, I don't play music in the background because Grand Theft Auto provides a soundtrack right, when you're in right. the vehicles. Okay. When I'm playing Warzone, I will play music in the background. So it's sort of like a DJ experience plus the video game plus me talking there are copyright and trademark issues with playing music on your Twitch uh, that uh, there's some workarounds that I guess I probably shouldn't mention. But point is, yeah, to answer your question, the, yeah. The reason that I ask is because I was sc scrolling uh, Spotify uh -huh. just yesterday and 
came across a playlist called Top Gaming Tracks. And it's described as some of the most added tracks in gaming playlists on Spotify. So I don't know if they've like, if you like, maybe they've just, if you name a playlist, like a gaming playlist, they're just picking up that, that data. And then like, this is like the music that people like to listen to while playing video games, I guess. You know, Spotify has all those computers to figure out these yeah. algorithms. I don't but, know. Or maybe that's music that is trademark and copyright approved to play in the background while you're streaming video games. That's I don't probably know. not true because it's basically just like a hit list. It's oh, like then never mind. That's Blueberry absolutely Fa- not the Lil case. Lil Mosey, Blueberry Fago, Circles, Post Malone. Oh, then never mind. No, no, Weekend, no. Weekend, no. Blinding Lights. Oh, like, hell no. Yeah. Roddy Rich, High Fashion. Like. So the essential rule is you can you can play like Blinding Lights in the background while you're playing Warzone, mm-hmm. but you, if somebody cl- makes a clip from your... Okay. And then that has copyright music in it, they will pop you hard. Gotcha. So you got to be careful with that shit, yeah. Okay. All right. Very good. I um, live on the edge, though, Barrett. Yeah. You can, if you want to hear more from uh, from Ross and I together on the mic, we, of course, co-host uh, Oysters, Clams, and Cockles. Oysters! If you want to go, if, you, if you're not familiar and you haven't checked out our full breakdown of Dave, uh, those episodes are available, of course. Um, you can follow the Club Cool podcast on Instagram at Club Cool Pod. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Barrett Dudley. Uh, go support our wonderful sponsor, Bespoke Post. That's boxofawesome.com. Use the code Club Cool for Club 20% cool. off. You can support the podcast directly, patreon.com slash Club Cool. It's Club only cool. two bucks a month to join. And, uh, oh, we haven't done our July editorial list of some of the coolest shit on the internet. That's coming soon. Ooh. Phil and I will be back next week. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for uh, thank you Ross for being here to to talk some of this the pinnacle of white guy style here fashion. on FX's Dave. And, yeah, I hope uh, y'all learned a lot from me. And sneakers and fashion, and um, it was just nice to be in the presence of, uh, of of an influencer finally here at the intersection of style and pop culture. I can't believe it's taken so long. <laughs> Hashtag so, influencer. Shouts to Zane Rob as well. All right, guys, that'll do it for today. Bye bye. Welcome to the club.